Tennessee. Now my son likes Tennessee. I'm not even trying to get my son to like Tennessee. I don't even. I don't push sports on my son at don't all. Don't let him kid y'all. <laughs> I don't. don't I don't. I, he don't even have a Tennessee shirt. That's how little I try to get him to like Tennessee. He don't have any Tennessee gear at all. But he loves. He loves his dad. He says he's like dad. I love. You like the orange team, dad? I'm like yeah. He's like me too. I mean, that's it. That was all I needed. That's all I needed to happen. But but we've been what we've done in our culture is we've indoctrinated children to worship sports. And they got there's 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 games going on right now. Somewhere. There's games going on ten o'clock in the morning on Sunday. There's not like you you either go to church on a on a baseball diamond or you go to church on Sunday morning and they're all most of them are equally as fake and godless. Because it's just not about Jesus anymore. Nobody's showing up for Jesus. Everybody's showing up to get an endorphin release. Which is the feel good they need because of the week that they've had. Or because they were indoctrinated to go. I think most people go to church. A lot of people go to church. They don't even know why they ever started going to church. They just started going. Their parents went. They never stopped. <clears throat> but the thing is, is Jesus has no grandchildren. The father don't have grandkids. So you're not getting in on your mom and dad's back. You're not getting it on your on your son's back. It's in a you or it's, it's you or nothing. So it's worldliness, and that's the that's the American dream. <clears throat> the American dream cannot be found in the Bible, as much as I hate to say it. It cannot be found in the Bible. <clears throat> With that being said, the Lord made King Solomon the richest man that ever lived. I don't care. It's all about whether or not he rules you. Power and money. We think the money is money is power. That's what we say, right? And in the world, power, it, money is power. It is. It is. But power can't bring a dude that's been laying in a, a grave for three days back from the dead. So it's not power. It's just the world says it's power. And, and the world says that everybody's got a price. Because the world thinks that power is money. But it's not. My inheritance, I inherited all power and authority when I gave my life to Jesus and became a son, just like all of you. Mm -hmm. And the inheritance is instantaneous. <clears throat> my son, Kendrick, the second they wrote his name down, actually even before that, I perceived, because I had him six months before, I, before we had legally adopted him, I he was already in my care. And so I, 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 I was able to perceive that he was going to be my son soon. And so I had already planned that he was going to be my heir, Even before he had my name. And then I met this little girl last Wednesday. I, I found out about this little girl last Wednesday and I met her on Sunday. And we brought her home on Tuesday. We brought her home on Monday. And the second she got in my car, she was, she came, she was born into an inheritance. Everything we have is hers. And she's she's going to get our name. She's going to belong to us. And all the power that's in my name, <clears throat> which was which is in Jesus, and she'll learn that. Mm -hmm. She has it. And when and when there's kids that come in my house, guess what I tell my son? Hey son, anyone who does what you're not supposed to do in this house, you tell them to stop because you have as much power in this house as I do when they're your friends. You, you walk in my authority in this house. You see something happen in here that's not supposed to. You, so you can tell it to stop. Now, he doesn't have confidence in that yet, but he will. Worldliness <clears throat> drives us to 
fame equals acceptance in the world. Which is, is known as we can humanly be. That's how accepted we are. And then, and then when we lose it, which is why, you know, during COVID, if y'all, <clears throat> I don't know if y'all noticed this or not, but a lot of pastors failed during COVID. You know why? Because nobody cared about their platforms anymore. And their, all their worth and their value was, was found in their fame. It's Christian fame. And I can tell you this too. The word says that where two or more gather in his name, he shows up. He doesn't say that about anybody else's name. And so if we have some kind of ministry and we want everybody to gather in our name, that's that's the number one flag that Jesus probably ain't going to show up. He's not going to stop by. So he's not showing up if we gather in my name. <laughs> Religion, run from the pain. How about this? This is some more than this. Freedom equals no one can tell me what to do. That's the one. Because freedom is actually what it looks like to operate within boundaries. You're free in your car as long as you stay between the lanes. You can fly all over the road all you want to, but that's when you start taking risks. There's, there's, it actually leads to bondage. It doesn't. It leads to chains. It doesn't lead to freedom. It leads to chains, literally. But if you'll just stay in that lane and submit to the speed limit, drive forever. Freedom. You can go wherever you want. You can do whatever you want. Because there's freedom within the boundaries. There's no freedom outside of them. It's bondage. It's a lot. Here's the last one. Y'all do understand that I stuffed all that paper in there randomly, right? Maybe you don't. I don't know. But this one needs to be last. <laughs> this is one of the most significant wounds that we're all walking around with. Unforgiveness. Hmm. And it's it's a big one. Because we're still mad at dad. Or we're still mad at mom. Or we're still mad at brother. Or we're, st- we're still mad at somebody. Because they, they, they violated us. It doesn't even matter what... You know, when you're a child <clears throat> and something happens to you, it doesn't matter what it is. Because it sounds like I'm just talking about abuse, but I'm not. When we're children, we're raised in environments that we're not in control of. We're just, we are, we are victims to it. And we, we can't, we have no power to do anything to stop anything from happening. And I'm talking like what's happening around you, not even what's happening to you. Like, let's say that you were raised in the house and every single day you came home and they just were watching movies that were, everybody was cussing constantly. Okay, well, that, that's how your innocence was stolen. It was, it was stolen with death's feet. You know what I'm saying? I was running through the woods one day, and I tripped over some Pontrol, and I went back to figure out why I tripped over Pontrol, and I found some adult magazines that my neighbor's son had, had hidden in the woods. And I opened those things up, and I looked at the very first one, and bam, and my innocence was stolen in that moment. Nobody did it to me. But that's what happened to me. And, <clears throat> but that caused me to act out, which caused me to get in trouble. And I could have been mad and not forgiven those people that tried to correct me, or the person that hid it in the woods. But, but this is, unforgiveness is something that runs so deep. 
And what it manifests, this is how you know unforgiveness is in your heart. <clears throat> There's actually a lot, but I'm going to say these three things, or these four. Unforgiveness manifests bitterness, resentment, hate, and judgment. <clears throat> when you have been hurt by somebody, the way that you can feel superior to them is to judge them as less than you. And that is that reveals that reveals the this wound unforgiveness. And let me just tell you this. Everybody's been hurt. Every single solitary person has been hurt. And so if you've been hurt, <clears throat> let's talk about it. If you haven't ever talked about it, let's talk about it. Because until you talk about it, it's it's going to continue to fester. And the thing is, 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 you know, this is empty now. And before I pulled that out, it was pretty empty. And even before I pulled that out, there was a lot of room for God to work in here. And the thing about the more space you give him, the more he gets to move through you. So when you take something out, he says, give it to me. And you give it to him. And then at some point he says, okay, now I want you to give that away. Maybe maybe there's, <clears throat> you have a car that's an idol, a possession, some possession is an idol. You worship it. It's not just you possess it, but you literally, you think you're more valuable because you possess it. That's an idol. Or, or there's a relationship and he says, okay, son, I want you to give away the car and I want you to give away that possession, which he's not always going to do, but this is just an example. And I want you to give up to me that relationship. And so once you've done that enough and he sees that you're cleaning house, then he'll say, okay, here, son, I'm going to give you something to give away. And we talked about that. But what he's really doing this whole entire time is he's priming you to love. I thought I would at some point put this in there and say, well, it's in the pits of the cross, you know, something Jesus-y like that. But really, what he's trying to do is he's trying to just give your heart like this. So he can just flood it. And it can just flood out. Because he just wants to use you to love something. Okay, so then, after he's given you something to give away, what he does is he gives you something to love. And he created us to even make those things. And they don't, it's not just kids, but it's kids. That's what he did. Him and Jesus and the Holy Spirit were chilling, man. They didn't need nothing. And he's just like, man, I just want to love something else. Let's make something in our image and we can love it. And then he gave us the capacity to, to make something in our image and to love it. And then he lets us make them. He lets us make them whether we're married. He lets them make them if we're not married. He doesn't care. He just lets us make it because we can make. That's what we do. We create. Me and Lindsay, we can't create. And so he's like, hey, it's all good. Because there's there's some very specific individuals that I want to put in your life to love. And that's what he just gave us something to love. This little girl. I was, I was talking to her, <coughs> her guardian a couple days ago. And she told me, she said, hey, I've been... I talked to the doctors about her, and they just told me straight up, she's, so, she's too broken. Even love can't fix her. That's what she told me. And I just looked at her. Actually, 
in, in school, I learned a lot about posture and how all your different postures communicate different things. And so I was sitting back and I, I sat forward <coughs> and if, it was it was like my eyes were pointing her in the face, you know, but I just looked her straight in the face and I said, well, you know what I'm going to do? And she said, what? I said, I'm going to love her excessively and I'm going to love everything you just said straight up. And that's what the Lord's done is he's, he gives us something to love, but we can't. Because as long as all this crap's in here, the only person that will not even love is ourself. All we care about is ourself. Well, all this crap's in here because all we're trying to do is like keep it from hanging out. <laughs> we're just trying to keep it from spilling out of this hole. And the word says, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you can't even hide it. It comes right out of you. It just comes right out of you. When you're talking to people, like you just don't even know when I'm talking to people what I hear. What I hear is so crazy how much people tell on themselves if you have the ears to hear. Like I was, no, no, I'm not trying to pick on you. We were talking, <clears throat> man, my wife's trying to make this decision. And we started talking and, you know, I'm just trying to get every, I'm just trying to get ahead so we can get into the right position. What you said was, I don't trust the Lord. It just came right out of your mouth. And it's okay that you don't, because we did, I, even as much as I've talked about trusting and there's just so much more I need to trust him with. So I get it. But I just heard it. I just heard what you said. And that's why I was like, bro, you need to sit down with me in a lot. Because we can help. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we do. I just, if, if I can get this job with that job and that job, then I can make enough money to maybe pay my bills. What you just said was, I don't believe God is, is I don't believe my dad is, is a dad that loves me and I'm, I, I fear lack. Like we just, you just told on yourself. And so it, whether, whether his love comes out here or your crap comes out here, it's coming up. <clears throat> and what is hard is for us is that we'd be so free of the crap that we could just love. Because that's what warriors for Christ do. They love. Ephesians 3.19, I'm going to read this to you and then I think we're going to finish. Bless you. Ephesians 3.19. It's all about love. And you know what's cool too? Is that by the grace of God, you are someone that he's given me to love. I love you guys. I really do. I'm so thankful to have gotten to know you recently, dude. Oh, man, I just I want to keep getting to know you. I love you. I love you. I just I know you. I've met you a couple times. I love you. I love you, bro. I freaking love me some Bobby Gellin. Just met you, dude. I love you, man. In the name of Jesus, I love you. That's my mom back there. You better believe I love you. I love that woman. I, I love you. You better love your mother-in-law. Oh, you know I love you. Come on out. I, I, I got you. A, I got you a new grill. Really? That's Sanchez. The orange one. Oh, help Jesus. Anyways, that, but that's what he did. He just said, "Hey, I was, I've been meeting with, with individuals for a long time." And finally, he said, so it's time. It's time to start teaching a group. And then just tell them that in between meetings, you'll meet with them individually. Because that's discipleship. And he showed me that this is, he's, a, he's cleaned enough out of me to now where I can love, I can love this many at one time. But it's not really much more than this. 
Or Jesus would have loved more than 12. 11, 12, the Holy Ghost. My wife, oh my gosh, there's 12 here now. Anyways, Ephesians 3.19 says this. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. But then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Do you know why he wants us to love people? Because love, the love of Jesus is the fullness of power. The, the government of the United States of America has the most powerful arsenal on earth. And it is not as powerful as the love of Jesus because the love of Jesus is the fullness of power. The fullness of it. <laughs> and we can live our whole entire lives trying to acquire more. <clears throat> Whatever we perceive to be the thing that's going to make us whole. And we've already got possession of it because Jesus, the love of Jesus is the fullness of life. Mm -hmm. I love my wife. If you know me, you know how much I love my wife. But she does not, she's not the fullness. Another kid's not the fullness. Another promotion doesn't, is not the fullness. Making a million dollars is not the fullness. None of that. My parents saying, I'm proud of you, son. That's not the fullness. The fullness of life is, is the love of Jesus. And I got so much in me. I can't even contain it anywhere, ever. It's crazy. But that's what we're all about. So that's the God-shaped void. It never really exists until we were talked into agreeing with it. And then we just started jamming everything we could in there because we believed a lot that there was something more than what God had for us that would fill us up. And so that's into this talk. I'm going to shut this thing down real quick.